0: Happy hollandaise, Days. Ooh. Happy hollandaise, Days. <laughs> While the egg yolks are simmering, may your English muffins bake true. Wow! Happy hollandaise, Days.
1: Happy Holland Days.
0: With mimosas, we're drinking. Happy, Happy Holland, Holland days, days to you. you. Yes! Welcome to Most Important Meal, everyone. Yay! Kathy Campbell, very important friend of the show and unicorn about the internet. What did you have for breakfast?
1: I am very excited because I've been waiting for far too long to be on this show and I'm so thankful to be here. And so I prepped a very special breakfast for myself. <gasps> I had Greek yogurt, a black cherry flavor with uh, dried cranberries. I had coffee with white chocolate peppermint mocha wow. uh, creamer and a raspberry lemonade powerade.
2: Wow,
0: that's incredible, Kathy.
2: <laughs> that sounds so delicious. That coffee, particularly, is that a like a Coffee Mate creamer?
1: Yes, it is. Wow. Um, and it. Uh, up until two days ago, we also had peppermint bark coffee wow. uh, to go with it, and so it was extra extra deliciously amazing uh, and I miss it. I think I need to get some more.
2: I don't think I've ever said this on the show, but coffee made is the superior creamer
1: <laughs> well, and technically, I guess technically, this was the lucerne creamer oh
2: i I also really love the lucerne, not gonna
1: lie.
0: I've never heard that word said out loud. I just see it in grocery stores all the
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's a little sm- like um, thinner than Coffee Mate creamer, because Coffee Mate does tend to be a little thicker, and so it kind of glugs and, and, and gels.
2: I have to say I love the glug.
1: Okay. <laughs> you know what? I feel like it- this podcast has brought me so much joy. And the fact that we are basically polar opposites in everything that we exist in the breakfast realm, and yet we can still be friends, <laughs> That's true. is so enjoyable. That's so true.
0: Every single guest we've had has been like, wow, I love this show so much. I disagree with everything you say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but we still listen, and only partially so that we can yell at the phone. Over a thousand people listen to this
2: podcast because we make all of them so angry. Yes! So,
0: <laughs> we make all of you angry and you love it. <laughs> True, what did you have for breakfast?
2: So today I also had a very special breakfast that I planned yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> I really, really didn't. Um so we Brian and I spent the whole weekend like celebrating Christmas and Brian's birthday with our roommates and so we didn't have time for the meal preps which uh already puts us like super off like the intention that we sent set in the last episode. <laughs> um but today for uh <laughs> breakfast I had leftovers from the staff party at work because <laughs> they we ordered too much food. And so there was like a Mediterranean like platter that had so for breakfast, for breakfast, I basically had a bowl of like tabbouleh and like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting this very common
0: word. Hummus.
2: Hummus is exactly what it was. I had uh, <laughs> so uh, basically a bowl of tabbouleh and hummus and like these really good pita chips that we had. It was Ooh. honestly a super good breakfast, but it didn't feel especially breakfasty.
1: So there's uh, something special about having non-breakfast food for breakfast, the same way that there is for having breakfast food for dinner. What I'll tell
2: you is that what was especially special about it was that I didn't have to pay for it.
1: Even better. Free food tastes even more amazing. No matter what is eaten, it's it's a hundred times better when it's
0: free. True. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but my job does bagel Fridays every Friday. But the thing is, Friday is always my optimistic day. Sorry, Merlin, it's not Tuesday. Friday is my optimistic day. And I always think, you know what? Today I'm treating myself to a nice breakfast. I'm going to get up early and going to make something. Or I'll go to get up even earlier and go to my favorite diner, downtown Boston. Um, and then I get to work and see... The diner
2: downtown
1: Boston?
0: The diner downtown in Boston. I forgot a word. Thank you, Editor Truge. <laughs> production designer of, of a magazine.
1: <laughs> That's why you keep her around.
0: Uh, the other reason I keep her around is because I love her. Uh, for breakfast today, I had a... Um, a coffee roll because I already uh, goofed up my um <laughs> I already goofed up Brian the breakfast prep
2: Brian you're supposed to drink the coffee not roll it
0: <laughs> nice callback. back. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, Dunkin' Coffee Roll is like $1.50 for a breakfast that filled me up until lunch when I uh, splurged on some birthday chipotle and ate way too much. I got chips and guac because I thought I was special. And turns out I am not special. My tummy is not that special.
1: (laughs) Oh, you are special, but maybe next time eat just the chips and guac and save the chipotle for leftovers because leftover chipotle is better than fresh. That's
0: true. I yeah. was
2: going to say you're just not special in that you have the same reaction to chipotle that everyone does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also true. Uh, It is happy Holidays time, everyone. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging out with us all throughout 2018, including Kathy, who had pitched us the idea for this episode literally a year ago. (laughs) Yeah,
1: almost exactly a year ago, in
2: fact.
0: Also, I just want to
2: point out that it's a total crime that we haven't had you on as a guest yet, and I'm really happy that we're remedying that.
1: I am glad, too, because I must admit, I I cry myself to sleep a little bit until I was finally asked... You know, no. because I, I love i love this podcast. It makes me so happy, except for when there are no new episodes of the podcast, <laughs> and that makes me sad.
2: I just, uh, I was ragging on a friend of mine earlier today, because he was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I basically uh, haven't kept up with any podcasts except for, I think he said like Mabim bam or something. And I was like, oh, so you don't keep up with my podcast, like really indignantly. <laughs> um, and he sent me a screenshot of our like... Late, at, like our episode feed no! and he was like says the person who doesn't update her podcast in a month and a half
0: <laughs> oh man no one gives Gray this kind of crap when he goes on Cortexmas or whatever
2: well yeah because they weren't ahead of time clearly every one of our episodes takes an immense amount of research and planning <laughs> and we contact yes. animators we, there are yes. animations happening you just can't see them because this is an audio medium
0: we, uh, we, we do a serial style version of of every episode for like three weeks, listen to it, decide that the slightly less edited version's better, and then upload that second one. That's why it takes so long to upload. That must
2: be it. Yeah. We're artists.
0: And you know what other podcasts we really love? Uh, we love SestraCast. We love uh... The Robot and the Unicorn. We love Friends in Your Ears because they're all Kathy Campbell's shows. What?
2: I have to say, Kathy, um, so my twin sister, a friend of the show and friend of my mother's womb with me, um, she... <laughs> loves The Robot and the Unicorn. It's her
1: favorite podcast. Oh, I'm so... I like I, It makes me emotional and tear up. She really wants to meet you and Alex one day. Oh, yay! I want to meet her too, because there was just too much awesomeness to fit in one truge. We needed two. Ah, that's so accurate! I exploded
2: into two people. <laughs> <laughs> that's how twins work.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Sometimes, unless they are sperm-based twins, where two sperm were just so awesome, they both hit separate eggs.
2: I think that's science. Yes.
0: (laughs) And welcome to Science Tumblr. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to Science Tumblr. I'm Brian Hamilton with my co-hosts, Kathy Campbell and Allison Trude, and today we're talking about... Hollandaise. 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 Uh, I think we each brought a topic for Happy Hollandaise this year. Uh, Who wants to
1: go first? I think since it's... Your birthday, you should go first, and also because it's in order in our show notes, and I like things being in order in show notes, and so that's the order that's in the show notes, so that's how it should be on the show. Also,
2: I don't want to go first.
0: (laughs) Also true. (laughs) All right, Brian will go first because it's my birthday. We're recording this early. So I tried my hands at making Eggs Benedict for the first time yesterday as we record this, and because I'm an insufferable boy. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm a not. terrible, terrible boy that only does things for the stunts and for the lols and for the likes. Uh, <laughs> I made Eggs Benedict with the sous vide machine. I cooked everything in a water bath and then I assembled it all together. And uh, the critics are raving. Truge, it was just okay, right? Um, I love you so much. <laughs> and you mean so
2: much to me. And the fact that you made me breakfast was so special to me, and it was one of the worst breakfasts I've had in a really long time. Okay, no, not <laughs> worst. It, it wasn't worst, right? It was here's, still Eggs Benedict. Here's the thing. Again, cannot emphasize this enough. I love you, and you are so talented at so many things. And something happened in the chemical process of your um, very deliberate. Uh, Hollandaise sauce making, and what you made tasted like lemon-flavored yogurt.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's not a glowing review. The, the podcast is where the teeth come out. Uh, so I'll put a link in the show notes to the recipe I used from Chef Steps, who... They're bent on finding cool and weird new ways to sous vide things, which is admirable and cool. And it's mostly to sell their own sous vide machine, which, you know, whatever. You got to make a living. But the idea behind this, which I realized midway through, is that this is Eggs Benedict for a crowd. The idea of batch cooking a bunch of eggs in a sous vide machine and batch cooking a bunch of hollandaise in a water bag and then letting everything come together in literally two minutes. Making it was really easy. But for two people, it took two hours to make Eggs benedicts.
2: Yeah. And even like my method of Eggs Benedict, which I've perfected over the years, that takes and that's like all the bells and whistles and the classic way of doing it. Even that takes like an hour.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't very good. Uh, w- the video will be in the show notes where Grant Crilly of, uh, of Chef Steps and his mustache will uh, <laughs> talk about what sous vide eggs benedict entails but
2: grant if you're listening to this podcast i need to have a word with you
0: grant i i don't want to make an enemy i'm sorry but vinegar and lemon juice should not go into a hollandaise sauce
2: grant what happened was inexcusable and i demand a free
0: sous vide machine that's no no that's not how this works (laughs) this is not tech support i
1: have not watched your video i have not made anything with a sous vide Uh, So you are an acceptable human being.
0: Yay! Thank you, Kathy. Balancing out. Who puts vinegar in a hollandaise sauce? Grant Crilly does. Um, Yeah, so it it was um, all of the hollandaise ingredients, butter, eggs, lemon juice, salt, and inexplicably more vinegar, went into a bag to cook for two hours. And then the eggs also go in for two hours, and they cook at the same temperature, and... What was nice is that you pull it all out at the same time and just put the eggs on the muffins and then blend up the hollandaise and it's done. And it would have worked if we had had maybe 10 people and no vinegar. 10 people and no vinegar is my favorite Eugene O'Neill play. Wow. <laughs> but I mean,
2: also, the I, I appreciated the effort that you took with the eggs because you um, soft-boiled them in the shells, which is so cool and convenient. But what I will say is that even though I'm not a purist when it comes to Eggs Benedict, where I, like, you know, most people are like, it's poached eggs or nothing, um, I really feel like the egg on a like any sort of benedict situation needs to be slightly runnier than like a soft boil
1: mm-hmm. yes it needs to drip
2: yeah cause it's like the whole idea of hollandaise is that like you're basically eating butter like even the eggs that you're eating are meant to taste like butter
0: yeah exactly it's super like thick and voluptuous in every sense like of eggs benedict yeah there you go thick and yeah. voluptuous alison truch <laughs> um yeah so that was a failed experiment i'm glad we tried it but it has wet my appetite for more eggs benedict in the future because it just didn't go very well W-H-E-T, wet w h e t not w e t thank you for correcting my <laughs> audible typos again truch <laughs> i'm
2: just a copy editor what can i
0: say <laughs>
1: Also, I was too slow with the title of your sex tape for 10 people and no Hey! Okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Kathy Campbell. Wow. <laughs> Kathy Campbell, when we came up with this uh, podcast together, and by we, I mean you, you came up with this brilliant, brilliant idea. Uh, you had some Eggs Benedict at PodCon 2017 when we all hung out, didn't you?
1: I did, and it was magical. So we had brunch with some other local Seattleites uh, at this great little, not bistro necessarily. I don't know what to call it, but it was delicious. Apparently, it's out of business now, so we can't go. Yeah, so we can't go there for PodCon 2019. Uh, Notice there is no 2018. That's a hard part of, you know, having something at the end of the year, beginning of the year, time-wise. It's all fine um but on the menu was a bacon benedict and i said yes please only partially because i was pregnant at the time and it sounded incredible but i <laughs> yes. would have enjoyed it sounded like
2: eating butter yes
1: my body the baby needed butter and so <laughs> i said yes please and it had bacon egg english muffin hollandaise and chives and that hollandaise was the most incredible hollandaise that I had ever had. It was the perfect amount of tart and perfect amount of creamy. And the bacon in there was just enough. Like, it, it, yeah, it was, it was delightful. Because
2: balance is, balance is one of the most important things when it comes to a yes. hollandaise, Like any sort of Benedict sort of thing.
1: It's so, so very true. Because if it can't be too tart, it can't be too watery, it can't be too creamy, like it needs to be perfect. And this one was perfect.
0: There are so many needles to thread there that you need to all figure out. Uh, the fact that you got a bacon Benedict broadcasts to me that you are not a eggs Benedict purist, are you not?
1: I am not. Uh, one of the other Benedicts that I've had that was my absolute favorite was a Mother's Day uh, Benedict with smoked salmon.
2: <gasps> wow! That sounds so good. Which was
1: also delightful. It was so good because it had the eggs and the hollandaise and the smoked salmon, and it had some cream cheese in there, too. Oh, man. So it was... Oh, it was so good.
0: So in terms of the structure of the Benedict itself, what do you think is the most non-negotiable part of the Benedict, you two? Hollandaise. Yeah,
2: I would say the hollandaise is the part that needs to be absolutely perfect. Everything else can suffer.
1: Yes, because like, and let's be honest, it's difficult to make the egg bat So the second, the second part would be having an egg on there. Like that's the second most important thing. But the it doesn't have to be perfect. Like if the egg is a little bit more cooked or a little less cooked. It's not going to ruin the meal the way that the hollandaise would.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to talk about my hollandaise process when we get to my segment.
1: I have no cooking of hollandaise experience because I am not a cook. I make other people do that for me.
2: (laughs) That's so valid. So you
0: have a team of unicorn sidekicks for the unicorn sidekick to make the unicorn sidekick's food. Yes,
1: yes. If only, man, that would be magical. <laughs> that be that is something that I. The only reason I want to be super rich is to have a private chef because I I hate cooking. You're already friends with Brian. <laughs> I know. Come live with me, Brian and Trudge, both of you together.
0: So I would totally live with you and cook all of your food and just make <sighs> podcasts. That sounds like an amazing life. Yes, <laughs> that, that I would welcome you into our home. Uh, for me. So I learned this yesterday about trudge when uh, when I made the eggs benedict for us. I am shocked to learn that trudge thinks poached eggs are not a necessary part of benedict. No,
2: I wanted to talk about this more when we get to my segment. I don't think poached eggs is necessary for an eggs benedict.
0: Oh, interesting. I think behind the hollandaise, it is the second most important thing.
2: But you've also had my style of eggs benedict. Should I talk about it now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes. Truj
0: makes an amazing benedict dish that is completely non-traditional and I love it.
2: So, okay. This is like a family recipe. So if you come for me on Twitter, I will be so upset and my feelings will be hurt.
1: Um, <laughs> Do not hurt her feelings. You will get stabbed by my unicorn horn.
2: So actually, it's so sweet to me that you had that like really special hollandaise for Mother's Day because my first time ever making like eggs benedict was for my mom for mother's day um and like my sister and i we were probably maybe like 11 or 12 we were like really like kind of little but we were precocious cooks So we have this um, cookbook that I've since actually found at a thrift store. So I have my own copy of this, like, 90s Better Homes and Gardens, like, cookbook. (laughs) Um, And so they had a recipe for hollandaise and a recipe for mock hollandaise, which actually kind of holds up it's like a recipe that calls for like sour cream mayonnaise and like um a couple of different seasonings um it's definitely inferior but it kind of like opened the door a little bit it was something that like clearly like two 11 year olds could make their mom for breakfast um but that kind of like started a thirst for making like a true Hollandaise, And so over the years, um, like this became the breakfast that my family would make whenever there was like something special. Um, like we'll Aww. probably have it when me and my sister are home for Christmas. Um, so the Holland let's call it the Trujan days. <laughs> um, yes. The Sunday, Monday Truji days. Um, so it starts with a bed of tater tots. Um, and this is the part of the Trojan days that I think is actually most critical, because the crunch of the tater tot I feel is exactly what the crunch of like the English muffin is meant to do in a traditional like eggs and Benedict.
0: Um, egg, eggs and eggs ben- and Benedict. Eggs. Copy editor Brian coming in to correct your <laughs> typo, madam.
2: Hey Brian, that hurts my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so an eggs Benedict. Um so bed of tater tots really crispy bacon on the side bacon not underneath and then instead of poached eggs two fried eggs because I know that this is also controversial and I know that I like my soggy cereal but if there's one thing like I will die on the hill of crispy egg bits like when you're frying an egg and the bits around the outside get kind of crispy. Like when you put an egg in a pan, that's like a little bit too hot. Um, the like bottom of it just gets like super crispy and good and like buttery. If you put butter in the pan,
1: how is it that we found another thing that I disagree? <laughs> with? Like you my heart. I hate those little burnt pits.
2: So they're, at least the way that I make them, they're not, like, burned. They're just, like, kind of, like, they're just
0: crispy. They're, it's a caramelized egg.
2: Yeah. I mean, you've had, I've made it for you before, right, Brian?
0: Yes. the Your fried eggs are, like, fried fried. They are unapologetically fried, as like, Johnny I would say. Like me. Like you. I'm going to put in the show notes a thing I really want to try with you. Kenji Lopez-Alt's Fried Egg Manifesto, which is very, like, Use lots of oil, use lots of butter, constantly fry the egg and do it really hot, really fast so that the yolk is still runny and you get like a crunchy white. And I really want to try it because that's what you do.
2: That's what makes me feel very valid in my opinion of the crunchy eggs that Kenji Lopez all <laughs> agrees with my method.
0: Kenji, if you're listening to this while hanging out with Grant Crilly of Chef Steps, as I know you're want to do, I guess now, uh, you are a food god and are validating Truj's egg pinions.
2: <laughs> Which I clearly need.
0: <laughs> you do not um, need validation. So,
2: recap tater tots, crispy eggs, and then on top of that, an impeccable hollandaise. And I know I have a lot of hubris in calling it that, but I've truly perfected over the past, oh God, wait, what's 25 minus 11?
0: seventy uh, series. 17. No, no, 14.
2: 27 what's 25 minus 11.
0: 14. Right.
2: I've perfected this recipe for over half of my life. It's uh, you know, the the double boiler. Like you put three uh egg yolks in the bottom of a double boiler, and you let it like get up to temperature, like stirring kind of constantly with like a little bit of water and just like a the teensiest bit of lemon. Um, stir it on up, and then when it gets up to temp, uh, you put in a whole stick of butter, tablespoon by tablespoon. Uh, you put in a tablespoon and then you let it melt. And then you put in another tablespoon and you let it melt. And you do that until the whole thing is done, Season with salt and pepper. And you put it on top of your tater tots and crispy egg. And then you put cayenne pepper on top of it. And that is a Trojan days.
0: <laughs> I love that this super non-traditional dish Has the most traditional Hollandaise here that we make.
2: (laughs) It's just it's so important to me, and like like I said before, like I just think that like the beauty of Hollandaise sauce is that like it's everything good about food. It's like a little bit acidic. It's it's like lots of fat, lots of like salt and salt, fat, acid, heat. Hey, Um, hey, with the cayenne pepper. So it's just it's so important to me and this dish especially like I feel like is within the fabric of my identity it's like one of the reasons that I love breakfast so much is like making this thing for like all the people I love like I remember I think we've talked on this podcast before about like the first time I made this for Brian I was a little worried because I was like if I make this for Brian and he doesn't like it or he doesn't appreciate it I don't know if I can be with this person <laughs>
0: it's so true there are so many tests you've given me food-wise about, oh my god, if Brian doesn't like this dish I make him, then we're uh, then we're done. <laughs> Loving me is just one
2: big test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a big old it's, it's, Ender's game. It's
2: constant, constant competitions for my affection.
0: It's, it's like a game of love letter <laughs> where I'm fighting for your affection every day by playing cards and making Trude discard her card of love, maybe? Oh. This metaphor got out of hand very fast. <laughs>
1: Or, but really all relationships should be competing for love at all times because that way you're both working on a relationship. True.
0: Yeah. Because if you
1: become, quote unquote, if you win, then you don't have to play anymore. And then that's when stuff gets stagnant and boring and relationships fall apart because they're not trying.
2: Wow. And if you don't use it, you lose it.
0: Yes. That too. (laughs) Uh, What was it Travis McElroy said? It was like... Both people in a relationship should be trying 100%, 110%. No, yeah,
2: 110%. So that, like, together you're doing a combined, like, 220%.
0: Yeah, mathematical love, folks. <laughs> yes. So I I feel like all of the... Hollandaise is definitely one of those things on the internet where it's very prone to hacks, and people coming up with new ways of doing it that don't involve constant stirring and tablespoon-by-tablespoon tablespoon butter melting. Uh, how do you feel about that, truth? Have you tried any of the hacks?
2: I haven't tried any of the hacks. We've watched a couple of them since your, like, egg failure. Um, oh! <laughs> I also want to mention on this show, especially for... Um, what's what's the name of the guy who made that video?
0: Grant Crilly. Especially
2: for Grant, who's definitely still listening. Um, the, the video title was um, Can't F Up... Eggs Benedict, and it's funny because we did. It it was extremely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was I just about to say? Oh, yeah. So we've watched a bunch of like hollandaise hacks where like people make it in a blender, and I have no doubt that it's probably fine. Um, and probably the double boiler system is like not the most efficient. And if I worked in a restaurant, that's definitely not how I would do it. But what I will say is that like the time and preparation and, like, love and patience it takes to, like, melt each small pad of butter, like, over and over and over again and, like, building something, I think at least what it does for me, not having tried one of those hacks, I think it, like, kind of builds a whipped texture into the, like, sauce because it's constantly being kind of, like, whisked up. Um, And also, like, I don't know. I feel like hollandaise is one of those things – um, I don't want a shortcut to make it because, like, I mean, I don't care that it's a fatty dish, but what I'm saying is that, like, I want to, like, feel like I have earned it by the time I get to eat it.
1: Yeah, I can understand that, especially for your moments of very special time, you know, this Mother's Day, very special emotional meal. You want to provide something that can be really enjoyed, in the making to add that extra bit of love. Uh, I'm looking at a blender recipe right now that talks about like how to do it. And like you drizzle in the melted butter. So you melt the butter separate, you blend everything except for the butter. And then you slowly put in the melted butter on the lowest setting so that it like is blending that way. And I feel like it probably could give you not necessarily the same texture, but something similar which would be good enough i think which i'm okay with
2: yeah and the reason for the double boiler is that like you don't want the um like you want the eggs to not become scrambled and so right. i can imagine i guess if you have melted butter and especially if it's not necessarily hot and drizzling it slowly would not scramble the eggs i don't know though i feel like I, I, it must work. It must because they exist.
0: But. Exactly. That's right. that's what I did with the sous vide one. Is flavors aside, low and slow cooking to get the yolks and butter emulsified together properly is what makes the hollandaise. And a blender hollandaise is like. A human is the only thing that can really do the whisking motion that you need to do when you're using a double blo- Unless boiler. Unless you're
2: Simone Getch um, and le- <laughs> you make a robot for it.
0: <laughs> you make a, a crappy robot for your uh, for your hollandaise making and you sit there reading a magazine while it does it for you. And it's very funny. Uh, but like a blender is too blunt of an instrument generally for that. But if you prepare the other ingredients properly and then combine them right, then you get something comparable but nowhere near as good as, you know, handmade holidays.
2: What do you say, Brian, that it is incomparable? I oh. would say it is
0: incomparable, huh? Hey, Kathy, huh. Uh, you want to start another podcast called The Incomparable with a Space? That sounds really hard.
2: What if it's a podcast about, like, hotels that's called The Incomparable? <laughs> it's a podcast about, uh like... Comparable hotels.
0: We go to like <laughs> every best Western in Massachusetts and compare them. Oh my gosh. I love Holland Days so much. And I'm so glad I got to share these happy Holland Days with two of my favorite people on the internet and real life. And you Yay! can also
2: catch us at PodCon next month. Hey, yes. guess
0: what? If you're going to PodCon, uh, Kathy Truch and I will be there.
1: Yay! I'm so excited. We'll be doing autographs. Uh, probably not. Uh, pictures will be able to be purchased for ten dollars. Wait, uh, <laughs> are we sure about that? <laughs> I'm joking.
0: Oh, okay.
1: We will actually have stickers.
0: Yes, we will have stickers, which are very exciting.
1: Very amazing stickers. I will have. Uh, unicorn stickers available
0: I have so many of those and they make me very happy every time I look at them
1: (laughs) for the low low price of
2: $1700 we will give you our podcasting setup
0: what wait no this is my computer
2: (laughs) for the the low low price of everything you own we will give you the
0: domain mostimportantmeal.com wait no we need that kathy campbell where would you like people to find you on the internet
1: oh the most e- important location to find me wow. uh is right you like that yeah okay <laughs> let me preen a little bit i'm so awesome uh but the easiest way is probably kathycampbell.com you'll have links out to all of my social media but i'm also usually mrs soup uh everywhere uh that i can be um and i as mentioned before, I do three fantastically awesome podcasts, uh, if I do say so myself. Sister Cast, which we talk about Orphan Black. Uh, we're in season five, so we're getting close to the finale. And I do that with the amazing Jean McDonald.
0: The amazing Jean McDonald.
1: Amazing. She does so. Ugh, I love her. Uh, then I also do The Robot and the Unicorn with the incredible Alex Cox. And uh, I do Friends in Your Ears, which these two amazing co-hosts did the, uh, preview test slash members only prequel episode of, uh, for which I am Uh, amazingly grateful for and you should join the Incomparable Network just so you can hear that episode.
0: I am offended that you called us a prequel. There are no pod racers here. We are not Darth Maul and we do not have a terrible finale. That's true.
1: That's true. I apologize for the insult, especially on your birthday. It's so terrible. I, please forgive me. Please still be my friend. Of
0: course. I can't not be your friend.
1: Uh, so yeah, come at me for any... Uh, no, I don't know what I was going to say because this isn't talking about shower eating.
0: <gasps> oh, right. Oh, that's right. You were on that episode as a soundbite where we, uh, yes, we gave you a little...
2: Uh, I think, time on I, think, I think that's something we can all agree on is that you should never eat hollandaise in the shower.
1: Ooh. I think that is definitely something we can agree on.
0: Unless you need some warm water to like no. thin no. the holidays. No. no. And you bring no. in the whisk in the bowl. Brian,
1: stop. While you're eating Brian? the
0: thing. Oh, God. Stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like going to be sick. Hi, Micah. That sounds so gross. <laughs>